You are listening to the Daily Talks podcast where my mom, Dali, empowers parents like you with parenting tips. My mom's mission is to help parents make their child raising experience easier and more enjoyable by sharing valuable lessons to save in unnecessary struggles. The Daily Talks podcast is for any person already parenting or planning on parenting a child. Each week you'll hear different experts talk with my mom about important aspects of parenting, self-care, and of course her specialized area of bullying awareness and prevention. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast yet, go ahead and do so now wherever you may be listening. And don't forget to set up your alerts so that you don't miss any episodes. Let's get started. Welcome everybody. Thank you so much for tuning back into the Dali Talks podcast. My guest today is Kim De Silva. She is a relationship mentor and she's going to talk to us about communication which is something very dear and near near to my heart because I've struggled with that with all of my relationships um you know sometimes we think we're saying something the way we want it to be heard and it's not and we find out the hard way <laughs> so <laughs> Kim thank you so much for being here uh so tell me how did you get into this field sure so thank you for having me and Dali, as you started to speak just now, and I'm looking at your background, do you know what I remembered? So Dali and I have known each other now for a few years, and you were the very first person who interviewed me. Oh, that's right. I do remember that. <laughs> you were so nervous. Yes. <laughs> and I started, I, I started laughing at myself in my mind, thinking about how all the anxiety I'd had leading up to our first conversation. <laughs> I know. I was like, it's okay. It's just a conversation between the two of us. Nobody's watching. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's also a, a good segue, though, into explaining to how I ended up doing what I'm doing. So when Dali and I met, my focus actually was on language acquisition and Latin American cultural awareness. And over the years doing that, one of the things I noticed was this gap where there were a lot of women who wanted to learn the language, wanted to learn about Latin American culture, primarily because they were in relationships with partners from Spanish speaking cultures. And it was that marriage of language and culture. And then they kept talking about the communication barrier or the language barrier, the culture barrier between them and their partners. But the whole thing, though, was that many times there was not a language or culture barrier. It was a, it was a, well, I want to say a male-female barrier in, in, in those cases, because that's what it was. It was, it was a, as I would kind of joke with them, I'm like, no matter how much Spanish you learn to speak, you're still going to have some of these issues because they're deeper than that. And kind of having those conversations, um, having similar conversations with my own husband. I mean, we've been together for this year is 23 years, married for 13. I mean, we've had our ups and downs. But we've also been, because we've been together for so long, a kind of a constant to many of our friends. And so they would come and just be like, why are you always together? Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, we, we kind of like each other. We like spending time together. And, you know, we would have conversations with people over the years about what works, what doesn't work for them. Never telling anybody that, you know, this is the way you have to do it. But it was also this kind of recognizing that within our pairs, there was this kind of idea that, you know, we were onto something. Um, but again, we're not perfect. And we've made lots of mistakes along the way. And in my own coaching, going through some of my personal development. I mean, Dali, you are a business owner, you know, starting a business, running a business is like one of the, they say it's like the biggest personal development course you'll ever do. <laughs> and yes. And you know, that it, it was a very stressful time and a lot of insecurities were coming up and they started directly impacting, you know, how I related to my husband. I was doing things like, you know, taking my own, my own, uh, limiting beliefs, my own self-doubts, my own anger at myself and directing it towards him and then driving this kind of wedge between the two of us. And 
it was in my coaching, you know, at one point my coach was like, let's pause on the business stuff. What is going on with you? And we started breaking it down. And then I started seeing some of the very same things that I had been telling people for years that I was now making those mistakes. But because it's it was me, you know, we have blinders on when it comes to ourselves. Oh, yeah. That's the whole thing. People think, well, I know myself. Yeah, we know ourselves, but we're also completely blinded because we know ourselves and we're so familiar with ourselves. So it was, it was like, it, I don't want to say I come to Jesus moment, but it kind of was because... <laughs> You know, I was taking this really good, valuable relationship and sabotaging it every which way I turn because I was angry at me. And so, again, taking, you know, what we were learning there and then applying it and meeting more and more people where I was seeing the same pattern being repeated and having some of the skills that I had built up over the years and then some of the skills that I was learning. I even, you know, and I'm sure many of our listeners here today, they are on, they've done the Tony Robbins stuff. They've, they're, they they do, they listen to the podcasts, they read the books, you know, you know, you know, the little things that you can do to improve yourself, to improve your relationship, but are you doing it? Exactly. Yeah. So it was the idea of making these things systematic, creating those new habits that would improve my life and by extension, my, my marriage. And that's a very long-winded way to explain how I ended up in this field. <laughs> but it's really interesting. And thank you so much for explaining it because you, you hit a lot of really good points there, um, you know, doing the work yourself. And it's also looking within is harder because you know yourself so well that you do have those blinders. And I tell people the same thing about like parent coaching, because, you know, I'm a parenting coach and I have had to advocate for my children, you know, uh, against bullying and stuff. So sometimes I'm, I'm in it and I'm like, oh my gosh, what do I do? And then I was like, you know, what, what's holding me back? I coach all the time about this, but then when it comes to me, Wait, because it's clear when you're from the outside, when yes. you're from within, you're overanalyzing and I'm, I'm an overthinker. So mm -hmm. in, in my relationships with my kids, my husband, my in-laws, my sisters, my brother, everybody. Right. Yeah. And, um, before we began the recording, I was telling you, you know, I, I used to think I was a good communicator until I had my own aha moment mm -hmm. and realized that my style was not welcomed and nobody liked it because it was too, it was too blunt, pretty much too direct and not everybody's used to that. Right. So when you're used to doing or exercising your communication style for so many years this way, and then you look back and you're like, oh my gosh, the damage I've caused, you feel guilty. And then I was like, how come nobody ex really told me? Because they were like, but we've been telling you. I'm like, yeah, but again, communication fail also on that side where all you're saying is, I don't get you. I don't understand what you're saying. And I'm like, but I just said it so clearly. How much clearer can I get? And it's just a matter of learning how to break things down. So when you're working with anyone, whether it's a, a couple or maybe siblings or whoever comes to you, how do you begin that conversation? Like, how do you analyze them first? Or like, how do you assess, <laughs> you know, like how to help them? All right. Well, first of all, I I usually work one on one, so it's with, and I tend to work with the ladies, and again because very often they're the ones who are hunting down solutions for a particular problem. So, okay, that that's where we start. Now, of course, communication comes up over and over again. I think we are so sometimes because. It's just written every single place and we hear it in every single direction that we go. We just assume the default fix is better communication. Mm -hmm. Everyone says, that's what I need, communication, communication. I have actually got to the point where I am so freaking fed up of that word. And <laughs> <laughs> what language we put it into. <laughs> it's, and it, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's almost like a, 
I'm not even going to say a placebo. It's it's a word, a catch-all word at this point. Yeah. So if you come to me and you tell me communication is your issue and you want to fix your communication, well, the first thing I need to know is what is your interpretation of communication? Yeah. And your interpretation of communication actually can change from situation to situation. And we tend to think talking is the answer. Because, well, isn't that what communication is, talking? And then what I would say is that the most effective form of communication is consistent action. Because mm -hmm. your actions don't lie. Yes. Oh, yes. You're talking. Yes. I am a true believer of that. And I, I say that so much, especially to my kids. I'm like, I don't want you to say this. I want to see you do it. <laughs> and they're like, they roll their eyes. We're like, oh, mom. I'm like, no, really? Like, you can't just say something and not do it. Therefore, you know, then those words are just nothing. Yeah. You know? it, I, I feel like for me, it is more hurtful when somebody says they're going to do something and don't do it. Because now for me, that just became a lie. And therefore, I now know, do not trust you. Do not trust. Exactly. Yeah. Because you don't do what you say you're going to do. And mm -hmm. that is so, that is so important. And that's why there's this kind of, um, there's also this, 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 this way of approaching it. Don't tell me what you're going to do. Just do it. Then tell me you've done it. <laughs> Mm -hmm. yeah don't build it up don't build it up or you know what if you're telling me you're going to do it let it be like you know the the, the two seconds before you start the thing mm -hmm. let's not have this big gap in between you making the adjustments you know if it even if if it's like a an attitude shift that needs to happen or even something as i need to see you start taking out the garbage more often just do it go take out the garbage and then if you want to say i've been doing it then fine great but you know what you didn't even have to say it because we saw you doing it mm -hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> yes one of the biggest issues again with focusing on the words it's that sometimes we have a whole long list of things that we want to talk about that we want to express that we want to but then our partners may latch on to a particular thing that we've said. Mm -hmm. And then that becomes the conversation topic. Oh, yes, yes. As opposed to the underlying issue. Yes. So, you know, I mean, I, I made the reference to the taking the garbage out. It could be the garbage. It could be the squeezing the toothpaste from the middle. It <laughs> <laughs> what did you know? <laughs> <laughs> I just made it until it comes out the middle. <laughs> That's so funny because my husband just said, <laughs> like last week, he's like, Do you realize you squeeze it in the middle? Could you please not? <laughs> I'm like, I didn't realize it. No, thank you for letting me know. <laughs> emptying <laughs> <laughs> the dishwasher you know it all you know you know it, it these are just the, the the kind of the kind of funny and actually if you can find the humor in it it will go a long way to helping you cope with it yeah. um but the thing is it's not it's not about the toothpaste being squeezed from the middle like you can have that argument and about it over and over and over <laughs> again but what 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 is underneath that well, it's a couple of things. It depends on your circumstances. But part of it is you just ignore me. I don't feel seen. I don't feel heard. I don't feel understood. So, and then your partner might look at you like, it's just toothpaste. Mm -hmm. <laughs> But it's not, we're not actually talking about the toothpaste. And this is where I talk about the words getting in the way. The words kind of cloud sometimes. What are the, what are the emotions? What are the intentions? What are the, what is the thinking behind the, behind the issue? So how it's, do you help somebody get down to that issue? Because that can be very hard to get to, because I've had those moments. Thank goodness the toothpaste one, it was not really 
<laughs> like one of those <laughs> detrimental ones. But but I have had those moments where, you know, my husband or my kids might say like, but you don't do X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, oh, and then exactly what you said, I hang on to what that one part that they said. Mm -hmm. They're like, you just don't get it. And then I'm frustrated. They're frustrated. Yeah. And we're trying to figure out what the deeply rooted true issue is. Mm -hmm. It's hard work. So sometimes, you know, I go to my child's therapist. I'm like, we had this argument. And this is what she said. Can you help me unravel this? Like, what? Like, help me decode this. <laughs> There's yeah, something yeah. there. Mm -hmm. exactly exactly it is exactly that help helping decode it um well it depends on which side you're looking you're taking it from so what you could do um even from your perspective so you know let's talk about okay i mean i know we're joking about the toothpaste but if you realize you are getting angry about this over and over again you have two choices one, you can decide it is just the toothpaste or it is just an argument about whatever it is about. Can I let it go? Mm -hmm. Is this really going to impact how much I love this person? Is this going to impact how I can live with this person? If you decide you can let it go, then literally let it go. Be done with it. Do not revisit it. Do the thing yourself, fix it yourself, whatever it is you have to do and move on with your life. If now you decide, no, this is something that needs to change because it's only going to ramp up in intensity. Now you have to start asking your questions. Why? When it happens, what does that trigger in me? What else triggers this? Um, why am I feeling like this? What can I do to change it? How can I express this to my partner? Or as you said, in, in some cases, it's your children. But this is you kind of addressing the situation and working out how you feel about it and why. And then when you get to the bottom of it, then you can bring it up to your partner. Because what happens at that point too now, if you can get yourself to that point of this is what it, this is what it feels like, this is what my issue is, then you can be more neutral about it when you talk to your partner about it. And then again, not making it about the thing that that always happens so you could even frame it as you know how we're always arguing about the wet towels on the floor i'm not actually angry about the wet towels and then you then you start to express yourself about what it is that has been bothering you mm -hmm. now here's the other thing I'm not telling you to do all of that. And at the back of your mind, you're like, right, I've done this. So now he or she's going to change. <laughs> that would be nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it would be great, but it may not work that way. So again, this is where we have to start letting go of expectations. And part of this process for you was to break it down was to take away the power it has over you and then again you decide how am I going to treat this going forward you may have to remind you may have to have that conversation again you may now start to notice the same thing in other circumstances and then you can say oh this is the same thing but then now your approach to the conversation is still going to be different because you're not harping on the particular situation. You have been able to access what is the deep-seated the deep-seated issue. And most times the issue boils down to not feeling seen and heard because that is a, in terms of like, I know Di and I have talked about masculine and feminine energy. And, and as we said, it doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, male and female, but it is that, is that essence. So, you know, for, for, feminine energy there is that need to be seen and heard and understood and without it a lot of other things play into that the trust comes in there the respect comes in there the kindness comes, all of those things play into that into that need so if we don't have that if those of us who have feminine energy don't have that that's when the resentment starts mm -hmm. but again if we're not 
if we're not recognizing where it stems from, we just deal with the the external symptoms. And so this is where I say that thing about how, you know, communication is like a symptom of an illness. So when we say we have poor communication, it's like saying I have a headache and you go take two Tylenol and the headache goes away, but you haven't addressed the root cause of your headache. So the headache will come back. So you can get, you can, you can have a good conversation, but that hasn't fixed the root problem mm -hmm. that you may be experiencing with your partner. So are there certain ways to frame your request or how to state what your discontent is? Because I, I still ask myself that question because I've been working on it. I, Kim, the last two years, I've bought so many books <laughs> on communication. I, I have read them. I've tried to kind of like take them as like a, a course. Yeah, yeah. Because you know, when, and, and it's funny because the one person who made me realize how to direct and sometimes the directness can come off offensive or like maybe just rude was my sister who's a child school psychologist. Oh, wow. <laughs> she's saying, yeah, she's, she's a an amazing communicator and she wasn't for, you know, growing up. And she mm -hmm. said she had her own aha moment through her. Um, master's program with you know becoming a, a school psychologist and um and I noticed the change in her the way she spoke so I was like how did you change it that's amazing because you're so good now and one day I was writing my child back because I was so upset at her about something and and I said look this is what I'm gonna send her can I share it with you can you give me feedback is it too much and she's like oh yeah, you really can't send this. <laughs> she's like, <laughs> and she's like, it comes out really mean. I'm like, really? Because I'm trying to be clear with her so that she understands I'm not playing around and that this is exactly what she needs to do. And she's like, no, that's not, it. that's not what you're conveying in this message. And then she, she's like, here's your draft. Here's the draft I would send. And it was like, very different you know I was like oh and I kind of didn't agree with some of it because I'm like no but I need this word to be and she's like no don't <laughs> then it becomes combative <laughs> mm -hmm. and I thought wow that's incredible so from that moment on forward I have been trying to educate myself with what words should we stay away from mm -hmm. or how to frame like I remember learning Instead, you should say, like, I feel like you, and I'm like, oh, and I rolled my eyes because like, oh, why do I have to, why do I have to be all like cushy? Why, why can't I just say, look, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know? <laughs> <laughs> and you, dude, I would, in a, in a predominantly healthy relationship, I think there is scope for sometimes that bluntness. Because mm -hmm. if you have to continue, if you have to keep filtering every single time, then it, it does get tiring. I'm not saying filtering is bad, by the way. That's I think true. if more couples filtered, they would be happier because there are some things you don't need to say. There That's, really are some yeah. things. <laughs> so um, say in your head. I have, I have had screaming matches with my head. <laughs> and I'm so glad you're saying that. And it is normal because I remember I used to wonder like, oh my gosh, do I really love this person? Because in my mind, I just want to say, you know, or, or, you know, figuratively, like, I just want to yeah. punch him in the face, you know, um, you're not going to do it, but no. you're that angry, you know? Yeah. And it doesn't make you a bad person. It's just, and everybody does it. And whoever says that they don't, you are lying to yourself. <laughs> lying to yourself? Oh, yes, yeah. you are. Oh, yes, you are. And I see my husband filtering too. I see him go to say things, close his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Good moment. And, well, you know, I really appreciate that because at that moment, you're recognizing, wait, what I, what I was about to say was not the best words yeah yeah everything this yeah yeah and yeah. that's that is key now there are just 
like two things that they're, they're, they're two different aspects here. One is, you know, how you, how you start the conversation, you know, to take away the accusations and just make neutral statements. And then the other one is, um, the, the pattern interrupt, mm. um, that's where you, you do something to stop yourself from spiraling into the same argument that you've had over and over again. So I'll start with the, the, the reframing. So that when, you know, you are trying now to express what your needs are, it's not a matter of you don't ever do this, or you need to start doing this, or I, you have to stop. If you're starting a conversation, so this kind of goes back to what you said, you know, you are starting with you. This is a you first kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And so then, yes, you do start with, I feel. Because that, that is true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is how you feel. And your partner has no control over how you feel. I mean, sure, things they do can affect your mood. I'm not saying no. But the fact is, no one can tell you, you don't feel what you feel. So that's the place, that's the perfect place to start because it's, 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 it's a fact in that moment. Now, I'm not saying your feelings are the, the fact for everybody else, but to you in that moment, your feelings are fact. It's the same argument about, isn't it kind of cold? We should put the heat up. Or isn't it kind of hot? We should put the AC on. Now, I'm not cold. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm cold. <laughs> so, you can't tell me I'm not feeling cold. <laughs> mm -hmm. So your your feelings at that point, that that's where we start. So it's like the argument. One of the arguments that I hear that that I you know I, I have clients talking about all the time is you they want their um they want their partner to support them in their business more. One of the ways in which they could do that is if they would take over, you know, childcare responsibilities at night more so they could focus on their business. Okay, fine. But often what happens is that that conversation comes up in the heat of you trying to, you know, send 10 emails and there's a child trying to get your attention and there's a husband or a wife who's sitting down there perfectly fine doing nothing and you're watching tv or scrolling on their phone and then it comes out of then it comes out as why aren't you doing anything to help me that's the accusation mode I mean, of course, you've had this conversation, many, many people have had your version of this type of situation, your version of this type of conversation. But in the heat of that moment, with all of that frustration, you're not having a conducive conversation and your partner can only react to your reaction to it. And so their solution may be just to, you know, move the child or to start doing something, if at all, or to be upset because you're upset and shouting. And that's where it get. That's where it escalates. So that's where you need the pattern interrupt. So that's the pattern interrupt there, where you have to recognize. And I'm saying you because you're listening to this podcast. Your partner isn't. So I'm not saying your partner has no role to play. But given that you're the one listening, yeah, you. Um, you have to now recognize within yourself where you are starting to lose your calm, lose your peace and decide to break it. And I'll tell you why you want to break it. One, because you are committed to being in that relationship with your partner. So getting into a screaming fight over the fact that your partner is not watching the child while you are doing your work isn't building a strong, stable home for you, your partner and your children. That's not working there. You are getting yourself worked up into that state that then makes it difficult for you to work on your business. Mm -hmm. So you're not being productive. And this may not be true for everybody, but for most of us, after we lose our crap like that, then we feel bad. So yeah. on top of everything else, we're putting negativity into our relationship. We're not being productive in our business. And then we're dealing with some guilt. Mm -hmm. That's a whole lot of stuff that we could decide we're not going to do by recognizing when we start to spiral and making the decision to stop. Again, easier said than done. But the first step is the awareness of it. The next step is how do you interrupt your pattern? 
is different for everybody. Um, I have literally, I've, I've, I've told this story many times, you know, turned around in a full circle. Like I have seen my, I have, I have opened my mouth to say something, shut it, turn myself around in a circle, and then just kind of go on to another topic. I had to like, a, it had, for me, it had to be a physical action. For some people, it's leaving a room. You might want to slam a door, slam a door if you have to. Walk around your house. Do something to remove yourself from the situation or something that, do something that's so crazy and out of character, not, not badly out of character. I forget what it was that some lady told me she did recently. It was, it was something absolutely absurd, like chicken dance or something. She just kind of totally lost it. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just, it was just that thing to break the spiral mm -hmm. and kind of have that, that mental reset. It just takes a few seconds. Mm -hmm. Again, not saying that you ignore the issues. This is something you will have to address because it keeps coming up, but that's not the time to address it. You know, I had a hard time accepting that, that my children or my husband, because this has happened with all of them, um, we're not ready to have a discussion, but I was, and yeah. I wanted to force it because in my mind, somehow I believe that the longer you let something sit, the worse it gets. So I was like, no, we got to talk about it right now. We have to talk about it. No, right now, right now. Otherwise this marriage is going to end or these kids are never going to talk to me when they grow up and move out. Um, we're going to be that estranged family, you know, the fear, right? Yeah. And I didn't realize that, um, especially the, the one with my husband years ago, um, when we were, he was just annoyed, annoyed. And I don't blame him now that I look back that I was just right behind him, like following him from room to room. No, but we have to talk about it. We have to talk about it. We, it was like, stop. And it's funny because it has kind of like reversed at some point and we've been together 24 years. Um, so it has shifted where at one point it was me going behind him, like, we got to talk about it. Then it was him. No, we have, and I was like, no, I just leave me alone. <laughs> Following me into the bathroom. I'm like trying to run away from him. Like, leave me alone. And I think that that was part of the work that we, that everybody could do is mm -hmm. to recognize why you feel that sense of urgency to either run away from that conversation or to have that conversation right away yeah um because that was actually hurting us not not knowing why we were doing that yeah. uh, that was actually hurting because it comes off different right like i remember my husband was like oh you're so annoying you just want to talk you want to force you want to make me do what you want and i was like no 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 yeah my intention is to like save this conversation from it becoming something worse and ruining our relationship Exactly, exactly. And that is, that's exactly that. That is exactly it. And again, with masculine energy, very often when they get those kinds of frustrations uh, that sound like accusations hurled at them, there's this kind of disconnect and shut off because if they're not speaking, they can't make it worse. Um, but as you said, the roles can switch. And yeah, I've been there too. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think a lot of us. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It, yeah, I mean, as, when you've been with somebody for, you know, decades, things change all the time. Um, the key there, though, is I, I, as you have the tools, whether this is something you've discussed way beforehand or you say it in that moment, that you will come back to it. But right now, wanna, you both need to be in a frame of mind to have the discussion so i've 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 seen suggestions where you even you you book your time so it's like okay i, I can't do this right now but let's try you know this evening after work or let's try you know tomorrow night at whatever time and again you're not yeah you're not booking it two weeks in advance two weeks out <laughs> so it needs to happen soon but yeah whether it is that you and your partner have this um agreements way ahead that when both of you are having an argument both of you are when you are in a conflict but one of you wants to 
have the conversation and one of you doesn't, that you will instead focus on a time to discuss it. Mm-hmm. Because there's no point in having a conversation when one person doesn't want to do it. Yeah, yeah. For some people, you say, but 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 they never want to come back to the topic. Mm-hmm. That's different. But this is where you you again need to kind of rein yourself back and say, well, I don't mind not talking about it now, but we do need to talk about it. So so how do you help someone? face that tough conversation because I've been there too right with certain people where at first I'm like okay we don't have to talk about it right now but then there's always a reason there's always no not right now not right now time goes by I'm like okay so what what methods can we use to finally get that person to just have the conversation they've been avoiding right so let them choose the time of course, and influence that time as much as possible to be as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, yes, it, you, you kind of want to get them into a place of you take the lead, you mm-hmm. set this time. No, we cannot ignore it. So being firm, mm-hmm. but without being, not following them from room to room to room to room, right. but just say, okay, I'm going to stop now, but you tell me when we can have it. Okay. It, it, yeah. it kind of needs to be those choices. Yeah. All right. Um, and then in terms of having the conversation now, we, got, we, we, we come back now to this idea of what does that word communication mean to you? So when you say we need to have this conversation, is it that this conversation is, I'm going to talk and I'm going to tell you all of the things and you're going to listen and you're going to understand what I'm saying mm-hmm. and do what I want you to do. What is the resolution you have in your mind? Because I can tell you, I have had like lots of conversations with my husband in my head where I know exactly what I'm going to say and I know what he needs to say back and I know what he's going to do after I say what he has to do. And it, it almost never works that way. Because, <laughs> well, the person. <laughs> so, so you now get to decide what is it that you want out of this talk. If in your mind, talking means that after you talk, your partner is going to do exactly what you say, you may want to reevaluate your definition of talk. Mm-hmm. Your partner may also be avoiding the conversation because in the past, that's what talk meant. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, and again, I keep saying, I keep saying you, I'm not saying your partner doesn't have their responsibility. I'm not at all saying your partner is perfect and free of blame. But again, you are listening to this. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. What does that talk mean to you? And bear in mind, For everything you feel, for everything you think, for everything you do, you own that. It's yours, but they own theirs. So you can't tell them how to think and feel and act. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. No matter how much in your eyes, it's obvious that this person should feel like this or that. Yeah, Yeah. Um, I think that that's, for me, it was a sign of maturity when I finally came to realize that I have no right in deciding how they should feel, regardless of how obvious it looks to me, because I do have a different interpretation of every emotion. And I Mm -hmm. think, you know, like, um, we expect people to cry when they lose somebody but that's not necessarily true just because they're not crying when they lose someone to whether it was death or a breakup um, people grieve differently so it's not my right or anybody's right to tell someone how they should express that emotion in order for them to believe that they're really feeling that emotion so like if um so like if my my uh loved one if I feel like they should be really sorry for something they said to me, but they don't show it, 
Mm-hmm. You know, like I used to, I used to accuse them, like, you don't even look like you're sorry, you know? Right. <laughs> yeah. You don't even cry about it. Like, you know, how could you not cry about it? And I'm crying about it. You know, like that's a human emotion. I just don't get it. And they're like, I don't know. I just, I don't know. This is just how I feel. Like I can't cry about it right now. And so that was offensive to me. It was like, oh, how dare you? It's not that meaningful to you, you know? <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, I was so immature. <laughs> like I just did not, nobody explained that. It's something that now I look at it, I'm like, it's kind of obvious, but then again, it's not, you know, because we're, we're not taught these communication things at a young age. We just, we've just communicate. We've been pretty much just winging it. Really? Yeah, Yeah. we have been. We really have been because people don't have to. Yeah, because they have you now. (laughs) (laughs) you know the other thing just just one last point on on communication um we've been doing it for since we started to talk we've been communicating and one of the things that a lot of We have a way of say of 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 belief right now that women or feminine energy have a better way of accessing communication than men or masculine energy, and that's uh, that's a very biased assumption. We have different ways of approaching it. Communication needs from men are different from the communication needs for women that's okay one is not bad one is quieter one is more internalized and the other is more open the other is more is more is more for sharing that's okay and there's no reason why both can't work together as long as both people understand that the issue is when we try to force one to act more like the other. Mm-hmm. So yes, you might have a masculine energy saying, why are you always so emotional? Mm-hmm. You might have a feminine energy saying, why are you always so closed? But the beauty of the masculine and feminine energy, and as, and as Dali and I have said, this does not mean only in heterosexual relationships. This can also be in same-sex relationships. It's just that, it's just that, that polarity of energy. Mm-hmm. The beauty of the masculine energy is the ability to hold space for the wild, crazy feminine energy to flow. <laughs> <laughs> and the feminine energy, the beauty is being able to accept the masculine energy mm-hmm. as it is and provide, again, a safe space when needed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So no, your, your, your masculine energy partner does not need to speak out all of their emotions and everything they're feeling at all of the time if they want to great enjoy it or not and believe you me if your partner was constantly coming at you with all of their 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 worries and their emotions and you might get a little bit tired of it and if you think i'm wrong that's fine but you sit with that and think about it for a while (laughs) (laughs) don't force it don't force it be there, be willing to embrace it. If it is looking unhealthy, as in they are starting to show tendencies towards aggression, verbal aggression, physical aggression, addiction, that's that's where you have to get worried. But if your partner is handling their stuff on their own, they are speaking to their own mentors, they're speaking to their to their their brotherhood. And this is why it's also very important for us to have our tribe of trusted friends, not just friends that we go and gab with, but friends that we can actually learn from on both sides. Because there are certain things that, you know, we can work on, work out on our own and come back to our partner whole. 
by the way, I'm not saying go and spread all your business outside. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that please don't. What I'm saying, yeah, please don't. There might just be certain issues that the type of support you're looking for, it may not be your partner who has to provide that support. You can find that support somewhere else. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah. So you've been talking a lot about masculine and feminine energy. I've heard this before. And I understand um, that I don't know where this concept came from. And I kind of feel weird about it, right? Because um genderizing, I guess like energy yeah. is weird. Yeah. Yeah. But I kind of I I kind of understand what you mean because society genderizes so many things. Like, you know, they say women are more emotional, but really I know so many men that are very emotional. Yeah. Um, but one thing I wanted to make sure that I mentioned here is that I've noticed that uh, just because you're a woman doesn't mean that you have just feminine energy, Correct. right? Like men and women can have both. It's just that sometimes that one energy um, stands out more than the other. Because I know for me, I've been told by people who really truly believe in masculine and negative energy that I'm very masculine energy. And that bothers me because I'm like, ah, like, why is it gonna be masculine? <laughs> why can't right. it be strong feminine energy? You know, um, but regardless of what it is, right? I think the point is to recognize that there are some areas that we're both gonna be a little more pronounced in, and that's okay. That's okay. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And we have both. And as you know, when you're building your business, they tell you, step into your masculine. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, people have told me that. And I'm like, Ugh. yeah. <laughs> it's like, but some it's people love that too. They love to embrace the genderized energies. I just want to make that, um, make sure that I mentioned that in the podcast because I know that it's still pretty new for the most part because I still don't, I don't hear too many people Talk yeah. about it. And then when they do, they're like, wait a minute, what is that? What do you mean? And right. I think, yeah, I think there's, you know, pros and cons to seeing it that way. Um, there are. There yeah. are. For me, I use it to kind of, I mean, as Diane, I have talked about, you know, uh, my clients have been women in heterosexual relationships. So that's why. I would naturally say he and she, but that may not be the case for everybody. So that's why I I, I sometimes use the masculine and feminine um, construct. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, and it helps give some because, of those. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think it does help explain to people how how those uh, the communication um, yeah. styles go. Yeah, because. Because truly, yeah, I mean, we've been, men have been taught to be a certain way, women have been taught a certain way. So using the masculine, feminine energy, um, I don't example, can help ex further explain, you know, um, how, how the communication can go. Yeah. So if people want to reach out to you and work with you, how can they do that? Sure. Well, I do have a new website under construction, but you can still get the key information from there. Um, it's www.kimkdesilva. Uh, or you can look me up on Facebook and send me a direct message. That's fine as well. So those yeah. would be the two places to find me. Yeah. And I know that you're very active on We Meet Wednesdays. Yes, I am. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about that in case people want to join it and listen to your talks before deciding on working with you. Okay. So We Meet Wednesdays is actually a networking platform and it meets every Wednesday. And there are, it, you have the opportunity to network in big groups and small groups, to do speed networking, to attend workshops. So all throughout the day, there are workshops being hosted. You can hop into the meetings, hop out of the meetings. You're not required to be there all day. It's just a matter of when you're free, 
Uh, if you join the platform, you will have access to replays. And I usually present every fourth Wednesday. I don't want to say every fourth Wednesday of the month, but we are on a rotation. So you're not going to get the same people every single week, but you will see the same people every four weeks, if that makes sense. Uh, so my next one will be on May 10th, I believe. Awesome. Yeah, because I was listening to the one from yesterday, which was really good. And I highly recommend people listening if you want to get more um, and a better idea or more of an idea of what topics you talk about to check you out. And um, hopefully this conversation was a big help. I loved it. I, I mean, I have so many more questions, but I want to keep it short because I know <laughs> you have stuff to do. I have stuff to do. Um, but thank you so much, Kim. I really appreciate you. And I'm so glad that you came out of your show. Thank you back again to that first time, <laughs> the interview. and But we always start that way because I remember I was like that too. I was so worried. And and here I am. <laughs> Just yes, like, are, yeah. I was like, oh, uh, jump on a Zoom? Yeah, sure. Jump in the live? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> and in any space, you know, which is great because uh, like you were saying, we meet Wednesdays is about networking and all. But as you see, Kim delivers information about relationships. So, yes. you know, because um, I think that's a beauty of entrepreneurship and business today that we recognize that it's not just about the professional side. We have to take care of the inner self, the human. Otherwise, we will not thrive in any of our areas in life. 100%. Amy, last words before we close it up? No, I think I'm good. Um... I did have a last word, but then I totally forgot it. All right. No, the last word pretty much is, look, there's tons of information out there. Take what benefits your you and your unique situation. I'm not telling you pick and choose what you like. Try some stuff. If it sounds hard, maybe then that's the thing you need to try. Mm -hmm. And if it doesn't work, go again. But remain committed to making improvements every single day towards you and your relationship overall. Thank you. Thank you so much for being on the sh on the podcast again. And uh, we'll have you back again here in a few months. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> well, communication, as you see, is super important, no matter how old you are and no matter who your relationship is is with so if you feel that you need to improve that communication or just maybe even explore if your communication methods could be Im could improve um check out kim uh, go to kimkdesilva.com and remember that she's also on social media all of her links will be in the show notes below and again thank you so much for listening and if you have some time please subscribe to this channel or this podcast wherever it is whether you're listening on youtube or or one of the podcast platforms, and please leave a review. Thank you so much, and until next time. Hey, did you like that episode? If you did, be sure to subscribe to this podcast wherever you may be listening and write a review. If you want more tips or some behind-the-scenes videos, make sure to follow my mom at Dolly Talks on Instagram. You can turn on notifications for her posts and stories as well. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. See you next time. Hey, did you like that episode? If you did, be sure to subscribe to this podcast wherever you may be listening and write a review. If you want more tips or some behind-the-scenes videos, make sure to follow my mom at Dolly Talks on Instagram. You can turn on notifications for her posts and stories as well. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. See you next time.